Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. You get checks from your mom, okay? You get checks from your mom. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Dan. How are you? It's it's good. I, I'm i glad. We're, you and I both have, like, new setups. Like, I'm sitting at a desk. You have a new mic. Like, things are changing here. I know. I have a new mic. So how's it feeling for you? I... It's, like, easy breezy. So for, like, most of the pandemic, I was using one of our older mics where yeah. we had just gotten a new setup before this pandemic started <laughs> yeah. at Dan's house. So then I brought home one of our older mics and I was using it and it was fine. But then it like, I remember, remember when we couldn't record one week because I needed a USB port thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like that started like to fall out all the time. Whereas like Dan and I have been dealing with issues where we've had to re-record full episodes. I've, I've like, acted it out re-recorded my audio like it's been <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a mess but so far so good with this new setup i feel like light and bright i can hold a microphone in my hand i feel like a pop artist yeah you're like a diva right now i'm like gaga with that golden microphone at the inauguration <laughs> wow um all part of a great future in new york city one that may be made even better by the candidacy of one Barbara Kay. Yes, it is time for an, an install, a weekly installment that we have not had in quite some time. The Barbara Kay update. It's it's back, back, back again. I mean, she discussed this like jokingly a few months ago. Was it? I guess so. Um, why don't I read a little bit from Us Weekly that discusses the Barbara Kay for New York City Mayor candidacy? Okay. Okay. So moving on up, after appearing on a season of Real Housewives of New York City, Barbara Kavovit is setting her sights on something bigger, the New York City mayoral race. 
The New York native announced her decision to throw her hat into the ring on Wednesday, January 7th via Twitter. She wrote, I'm running for mayor of New York City because the city that I love, the city of opportunity where I built my business and dreams, is in a state of crisis. It will take a builder to rebuild New York City, and I'm the woman to do it. A builder. Kavovic further confirmed her plans to enter the race for Gracie Mansion on Instagram. Speaking on her lack of political experience, she noted, I may not be a politician, but I'm a Bronx-born New Yorker who isn't fearful of the hard work and tough decisions that lay ahead. She received support from uh, several fellow reality stars, including Mob Wives alum Carla Facciolo, who wrote, <laughs> Go get it, Barbie. We need our New York City back. Uh, Ron star Margaret Josephs commented, Yeah, I wish I lived in New York City so I could vote, but I will be campaigning for you. Before announcing her run, the Heels of Steel author shared a throwback snap of herself at the governor at the governor of New York's desk via Instagram story. She captioned the post with manifesting hashtag um, speaking with New York Post. She said that her top priority of mayor would be to rebuild a safer and more inclusive New York City. She explained to the newspaper. So I feel like the city is not a safe place. So it's not a safe. So it's not safe. People don't want to come to New York City. People don't want to stay in New York City. Um, and the, the primary is taking place just a few months from now in June. So we shall see what happens. Yeah. There's, there's like 22 other candidates in the race right now. Um, I just looked at a list. Uh, she also had some real questionable, uh, things in her, uh, issues section of her website about policing and how she wants to fund the NYP, like put more money in. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I mean, she says she's running as a Democrat. I mean, it seems different from the messaging that a lot of the Democratic candidates are bringing, which is like reducing the New York City Department uh, Police Department's budget. Right. So we shall see for Miss Barbara Kay. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many uh, candidates, as you've mentioned, and we're only months away, and it feels like overwhelming trying to wrap your head around like who is the one to watch, really. I know. Um, it's I've like tried to start studying a little bit to wrap my names around some of the people, but it is tough because it's like I feel like Andrew Yang is taking up so much of the oxygen in this race because yeah. of like what he was doing the past couple of weeks and like walking into that deli or whatever. Um, and now Barbara. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. We may have like some more Barbara K updates in the future. So who knows? I'm sure she'll say something stupid and like a campaign related thing in the yeah. next couple weeks. Okay. We got to touch on this story and it's scary. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like when we talk about the name on everybody's lips the past couple weeks, yeah. It it's been Army Hammer as far Ar- as like gossip goes. Armand Hammer and we have like tried as we might to avoid the conversation cuz like I don't want to have nightmares as I'm uh going to sleep. Also like if you read into a lot of these stories, it's like there's like really abusive behavior happening allegedly and like yeah. all kinds of things, but there is a housewives uh adjacent uh story or not even yeah. adjacent, there's a housewives related story. So the Instagram uh, account, oh God, I always struggle with this. Domois? <laughs> I, I do too. Posted a screenshot of one of Army's alleged uh, Instagram stories from his Finsta. 
Yeah, that's, that's what, what the kids, kids call it. That's what the kids call it, Dan. <laughs> that's what the They've been calling call it Finsta for like years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently um, Army captioned the post saying, my new neighbor just moved in recently and slid into my DMs. She said she could hear what happens over on my side of the fence and she wants in. This is my new neighbor. And it's a picture of a woman that looks like Erica Jane. And apparently she moved into... Um, a $1.5 million home in, uh, near Hollywood that she's apparently renting. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible they are <laughs> neighbors and I want her to stay away. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Demois is that it's like they post, I think like almost everything that comes into their inbox. Sure. And you have to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, the one I sent, to our group chat the other day that was like someone who had alleged to hear bits from Lady Gaga's new album through the <laughs> vents through the vents in her building. <laughs> I want to hear through the vents. Same. Um I like I don't even think I live in like a shitty walk-up building and I don't hear things through vents. Uh I mean like I hear a baby crying next door. Mm-hmm. I hear like furniture moving occasionally, but like unfortunately no late, new Lady Gaga tracks. Sad. Yeah, but um the the allegations against Army Hammer are like really serious, especially the recent ones involving like the things with the ribs. Oh my so god. So it's like that story's so grotesque and like awful. It's just like wild that there is an Erica Jane component to it. But Yeah. Hopefully it stops there. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we don't have to discuss it any further. Uh, we do have a slew of shows to get to. Uh, as we've been doing the past few weeks, thoughts on our most recent episode of Drag Race that just aired? Oh, um, I like that they're all together now. I like that they're all together now. I like that we had an elimination. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sad to see a gal go, but the writing was clearly on the wall for Kamara Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say, though, like, okay, so I talked about in the Patreon pre-show how I finally dipped into the new season of Drag Race UK. Yes. I wish they would integrate Untucked into the main episode. I know, because I, to do two hours of Drag Race. Yeah. Is a lot. It's a lot, but then, like, I could do it if it was, like, paced correctly. Like, mm-hmm. if the untuck content was in the episode, like, I would be s- tuning in, like, to to wait for the lip sync and, like, mm-hmm. see the performances and see who gets kicked off. Like, the roller coaster of the journey that is, like, an hour and a half of Drag Race into a half hour of Untucked is, like, it's not the right pacing, yeah, not at all. And I will say, there it's a talented bunch of queens. I just feel like Drag Race US, it's so, they're all so prepared and have their outfits. And like, I was almost like relieved to see Candy Muse in the workroom having her sisters help her oh, like, yeah. fix her outfit. Sure. Because like something happened to it or whatever. Like, that's like old Drag Race to me, which I enjoy watching. Yeah. Like, the. The drag race that had like a tinge of Project Runway to it. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, front runner, obviously Simone. It's oh my like, god! I mean, I I'm not sure if there was a person that ever had this record, but Simone has won everything she has done on the show. I know it's 
really crazy. And now that they're giving them money, she might end up, even if she doesn't win the show, she might end up with $100,000. Yeah, she's just going to rack it up <laughs> tip, tip by tip. Um, I like... I think that stat doesn't include, she didn't win like the mini challenge or whatever, but like even still like to win that lip sync um, bracket that they did then mm-hmm. to win in their mini group. And then I think like winning the first episode is like a very underappreciated uh, like grab that the, that the girls are able to get. You know what I okay. mean? I'm sure there's stats about who's won their first episode and then gone on to win the yeah. entire season. I think I think that's like happened a bunch of times. I think it's happened. I mean, I can think of Sharon Needles off the top of my head. Yeah. Because like to stand out in a group of 12, 13, 14 people is like a bigger deal than winning when there's only six people left. Totally. Yeah. Though she was only standing out among six people. No, no, no. I'm talking oh, about you mean this episode? This episode, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was standing out amongst 13 people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, loving Drag Race, but if you need the kick in the butt to, like, hop onto WoW Presents Plus and watch UK Drag Race, like, take it from us. It, it may sound exhausting to get involved in another Drag Race franchise, mm-hmm. but it's even more fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's great, UK. Yeah. Um, Brendan, are we having any fun over in Atlanta? I will say not really, but, but this episode threw me for a loop because we are how many episodes in and it feels like Drew is being introduced for the first time, even though she's already been introduced. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this was like another episode where I'm paying attention to stats like drag race. We are seven episodes in, and this is the first time every peach holder is in the, the same scene together. I know. And then it also just, like, struck me a little later in the episode, like, Tanya and Drew meet for the first time getting onto the bus to yeah. go to Charleston. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I think what this feels like is they want to have the typical 22-episode season Mm -hmm. so they are using like every scrap of footage that they have it's like this party at drew's house yeah (laughs) well this week uh drew and ralph have have decided that they love each other it's the scooter scene where it's like he got her a scooter so they can still go on like walks together yeah or something like that yeah all it reminded me of of was Nini screaming, "Where is your scooter?" <laughs> I know. Um, Ralph being like the friendliest man ever when yeah. Drew has this party, the chippiest, dippiest guy you've ever seen. Like so engaged with everyone, like getting everyone a drink, like introducing himself, giving everyone a hug. It's yeah. just like it's so typical from like what you hear about certain relationships and yeah. it, there's a darkness there. Yeah, for sure. I, I think like the important lead up to the dinner is the Kenya Latoya breakfast mm-hmm. where they're like planning out the private jet. Oh yes, 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 yes. They go to breakfast together and Latoya does not let Kenya get chicken and waffles or um, fried green tomatoes. Only, she, up, she gets the fried green tomatoes. Right, but 
it's all about the veggie omelet. Mm-hmm. It's just like, then they're planning. And Kenya is so obvious with this shit. Yeah, this, yeah. Like, this like planning and conniving she does, it's like so Kenyan, so obvious. Of course you're going to get a private jet where only you and Latoya and your baby and the nanny go on. And of course you're going to leave everyone in the dust because that's what Kenya does. Yeah. And like the producer hat was clearly on with her telling Drew, like planting the seed to cause drama. Mm-hmm. But like her producer hat, unlike other people's producer hats, her producer hat is for evil. Yeah. For pure evil. For pure <laughs> evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so like we are we are getting Wendy versus Ashley Darby part two. Oh yes, we are with yeah. the baby, the baby game. I was like, I was like, Wendy's not on this show when you started that. I know, I know, I know. But like, I feel like the fact that it's like reappearing here is, is like justifying Wendy's anger. Right. Because we saw like three women upset later in the episode yeah. about that exact thing. And I feel like people did not give Wendy enough credit for being upset about this. Well, Wendy didn't get a lot of credit, enough credit for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I, I said back then, and I say now again, like it's not fair to have like different strokes for different folks. Like we're either bringing the babies or we're not. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the dinner. I'm. I mean, I'm glad everyone's in the same room. <laughs> it's the dinner. It was like everyone got a different outfit prompt. Oh yeah, for sure. It was like. Drew wanted to dress to impress, was dressed the nines. Yeah. Had like that, like. The Sasha wig. wig. Yeah. Like had brought in bartenders, a private chef, like yada, yada, yada. Who's like her cousin, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Cynthia and Kenya both show up in like glorified sweats, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, And then like Portia showed up in like a cocktail dress. Yeah, no, Portia was looking good. I forget what candy showed up in but it was just like all over the place yeah and, and then it's like they have their cocktails outside in like the georgia heat and mm. like i'm from georgia it's like it's summertime at this point sure you you don't want to be outside with like that weird plastic thing around the patio uh-huh. did you notice that yeah i couldn't really understand what was going on there it seems like it seems like outdoor dining in nyc with like the plastic okay coverings but it's like no this is your this is your porch your patio you can like take that off yeah um it's a little boring how like one of the drama things is like oh latoya was talking shit about drew's wig it is really boring like we're talking about this like for four or five episodes now and yeah, we were talking for so many episodes where Drew hadn't been on the show yeah. with any of the women, aside from FaceTime. <laughs> and the women are meeting her now, and they're like, she doesn't really look crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. And then, like, Latoya doesn't show up to this thing, even though she was invited. Yeah, which, which is makes like, me think. which makes me think that she was supposed to be getting a peach. Oh, you think? Because, like, if this was the first time they're all together and Latoya was invited. Like there mm-hmm. was no Tanya. There was no Marlo. There was no. True. True. Uh, true. Fallon, no Shamia. No Shamia. So this was like all hands on deck peach holders. I think. I know these houses. So like her house, 
reminds me of so many houses. Like, cause I grew up in like the area. Sure. So like all the like richer people's houses looked exactly like this. Yeah. Cause like everyone likes the same cookie cutter house. Yeah. But it just like brings me right back to mm-hmm. like childhood. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So then we're like, most of the gals are getting on the, what is it called? The speedster or something? <laughs> Sprinter? Sprinter. Okay. Yeah. They're getting on the Sprinter and it doesn't have AC, which stressed me the fuck out. How? Can you imagine? How is that an option? Could you imagine six hours in Georgia to South Carolina in the middle of the summer? Yeah. In a van with no AC? It feels like Kenya like snipped the wire. I'm telling you, she uses her power for evil. <laughs> okay, this deserves attention because it's it's like such a big deal and it was such a nothing moment. Shamia getting her first confessional in like seven years. When was her last one? No, she's never had one. Oh, I thought so. I thought you meant seven years since her last one. Yeah, yeah, getting her first confessional ever and then they didn't use that like, Remember when they used to bring the friends in on Atlanta and they would always use the same confessional for all the friends and we mm. caught it that one time? Yeah, it was like, it was uh, like... Marlo, Tanya, and Eva all had the Charay's, same one. In Sheree's basement. <laughs> in Sheree's basement. She didn't get that one. She got a different confessional background. But like, her confessional was so... It was like two sentences and it was like about like Porsche or Candy. I know. Remember the end of season nine? Was it nine with the four-parter reunion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought, on this podcast, I believe we thought that Shamia was going to be holding a peach the next season. Okay, so this confessional prompted me to go, like, deep diving. Okay. And apparently she was offered a peach for season 10, but didn't take it. Why not? Because her husband doesn't want her to do it. But, like, I don't really see the, like, the line exactly in terms of, like you're on this show so much already, but I guess then like he would have to be a part of it. It's just like, she would be a perfect fit for the show. She's always already there. She's in the drama. She was in the drama enough that one year to be invited to the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looks to me like he might be an older gentleman, which might be like why he does not want to like take part in this. When we say older gentleman, are we saying like, 40s are we saying 50s are we saying 70s no 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 no. i would say like it's really hard um like maybe late 40s or 50s okay i but like i i could be completely wrong too but like i I, that's like the vibe i'm getting turns out he's like 27 yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i would love like a deeper dive into this let's let's that's what this podcast is for. Let's oh, yeah, do it sure. next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to come back with some answers next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the only other thing is like Marlo. Hello. Marlo in a stunt. <laughs> like, we can count on her. I know. What did you think about um, Kenya? What did you think about them doing the rooms oh. before everyone got there? I mean, like, it was fine. I, I always... Do Marlo dirty, though. Yeah. I mean, like, the preview for next week with, like, Marlo being like, Kenya, you really don't like me. And, like, her voice kind of cracking saying it. Like, my heart. Wow. Okay. Why don't we hop over to 
Dallas. Okay. We're waking up after Carrie's birthday. And we talked about this last week about how it was a Tuesday night. And yeah. these people stayed up till 4 a.m. I know. We did not get that information until this week. I know. Brandy didn't get home till almost 5 a.m. Yeah. And I didn't realize until this week that it looks as though uh, Jen Davis is sober. Did we not discuss this? Maybe maybe we did. I think we did because she was drinking like no duels at the party a couple weeks ago. Oh, I think like... I think the first go around, I thought she was just like, just happened to be not drinking, but then Mm -hmm. like to be at this event and not drinking must've been like a whole nother experience for her. I know. Um, some of the gals are like having margaritas the next morning. It's, I guess like bite the dog that bit you. I never know what that phrase is. (laughs) It's like, it's called, it's hair of the dog, but it's also like you're biting the dog that bit you. Yeah. Or something or, like that. Or like when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Yeah, and then it's like, then there's like shampoo effect. Uh, shampooing the dog. Well, yeah, but it's like shampoo effect. It's like the theory <laughs> is that if you have a little bit of shampoo in your hair or something like that, and you add a little bit more, then you're like full. I don't I, I wow. don't know the explanation. So this is, this is not a thing that's only... So Honey used to say it, friend okay. to the show, Honey sure, Mustard sure, Girl. Sure. But then I heard my cousin talk about it when I uh, saw them like last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's like one of those things where it's like some people call it uh, beer pong, some people call it Beirut. Like there's all these different names. Yeah, White Elephant or the other one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. I uh, love spending time with Dr. Tiffany Moon and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Tiffany Moon is getting some mixed reception. I feel like she's oh. getting a, from what I've read online, I feel like she's getting some like Dr. Wendy type mixed reception. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I saw a thread literally on Reddit when I was oh. looking earlier being that said like, does Dr. Moon talking about her accolades remind people of like Dr. Wendy I mean, I don't want to get the Redditors, like, upset. They took down Wall Street this week, as we discussed in our pre-show. So, like, but, like, maybe they don't always have the right take on what's going on. (laughs) I know. I mean, like, I like Dr. Tiffany Moon. I just, I'm still concerned about her mask wearing. (laughs) That's, like, that's all I want. And I know she's been, like, making the rounds, like, doing some interviews this week. I want, like, a clear and concise answer as to, like, what is your thought process between like working and filming the show simultaneously? I think that she answered questions like that. I didn't watch or listen to the interview yet. And I don't want to plug another podcast on our podcast, Yeah, but I do think that Danny Pellegrino asked that question. He like posted a preview where he asked like a tougher question. Sure. I need to, I need that answer. Yeah. Cause I, cause like one thing about uh, summer house, the new cast member, she is a nurse but she mm-hmm. was not working in that field while filming Summer House. Right. She was just Taking sitting off. in the Summer House. Yeah. Um, so, like, I can, like, that feels good to me. You know, like, Dr. Moon, like, running, running in and out of surgery and then, like, to Carrie's birthday party does not feel great to me. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, my one hang-up. But hopefully I get 
that resolved soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which like which post event little get together would you have rather been at? The one at Deandra's house or the one at Stephanie's house? Can you remind me like the attendees of each? So I think at Deandra's house it was Carrie and Brandy, and the one at Stephanie's house was Cameron and Jen Davis. Yeah, Cameron and Jen Davis. Um <laughs> <laughs> like can I can I like scrub in with Dr. Moon at work instead? <laughs> That's like kind of where I'm at right now. I know. Uh, yeah. Um we got like shenanigans with like Stephanie painting her office or whatever. Well, it's like yeah, like Travis like Gave her that one office she goes to with her mom. Yeah. And like, like they drive in that truck. Let's see if you can handle the, a man's work. <laughs> it's it's like, like, God, Travis. I got to say, though, that truck felt like it was going faster than Lisa Barlow on the racetrack. Oh, my God. <laughs> like that truck was like flying over the bumps and everything. I was it looked really kind of fun, except when it like crashed into the like fence on the way out of the driveway. Yeah. Uh, we learn about like. Brandy's hangups on her birthday due to like childhood trauma or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we are continuing this Deandra storyline of like contacting the brother and like she goes and runs and like drops off the letter. Right. But the Deandra storyline is also involved with like the shaman. Yeah. And it's like, it's like weird, but the, the brother stuff is interesting because like, when they were going to pull up to bring the letter, I was like, oh, they're going to go to, like, a house where it's probably, like, behind some trees. No one can see them. No, they're in, like, a treeless subdivision yeah, yeah. where every house is right next to each other. Everyone's up in each other's business. Deandra was on Watch Robins Live this weekend, and, like, we were, like, veering into the territory about questions about this, but we didn't, like, fully land there. Like, I am dying to to have Andy ask the hard questions. Same. I want a one-on-one special about this. Please. I need to know there's two wills. When are they dated? Like, what is the content? Like, how is it uh, contentious? Like, why did you fight over this? Why didn't you guys split them? I have like, I need to know so much about this. Yeah. Um, I will say about Deandra. I think that she has a good marriage. Oh, doesn't it seem like her and what's his name are like a good pair? Uh, yeah, I guess so. But like, I I don't particularly care for her, and like, I don't care for him. So it's like, I guess it's fine that those two people I don't care for are together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like the kind of the way I look at it, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like. I guess like George Bush and Laura Bush. I don't care. I don't yeah. care for them. Yeah. It seems yeah, yeah. like they have a nice marriage. Sure. Like individually, you're not caring for either <laughs> of them, but like at least they found each other. Yeah. And as somebody who has to watch this show or like watch them on like the national stage or whatever, I, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it looks like they get along. He's, he's, getting a, he's getting a lot of confessionals this year. I know. What's with this new trend of always having the man in that confessional? And he's always like licking his lips, like ready to fuck her during the confessional. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Oh my God. Wasn't that like the, like the vibe he's giving off? Yeah, it's very, he's going to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's too much. I gotta, I gotta. No, no, no. It was good. It was good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, the one other thing before we celebrate Brandy's birthday is Carrie and her daughter Olivia. Okay. Of the famous Olivias in this world, <laughs> I think this Olivia is up there, right after Olivia Wilde. Um, this Olivia, like I. She popped up in the first, the second episode or something, and then I couldn't really remember her name. Like, she is now making her name for herself. Yeah, I mean, when she's on screen, I'm like, oh, I like what you have to say. Oh, you agree with me about your mom and, like, how she peats and repeats. Like, I, I get that, like, that's something that bugs you that also bugs me, Olivia. She just strikes me as, like, emotionally intelligent. Sure, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She always has a different hair color, though. That's fine. That's fine. This was a nice purple. It were like it was try- very. Um, it's the age to be trying things out. Yeah, it was very. Uh, what's her name from Harry Potter? Read another book, but wow, Brendan, please. <laughs> uh, okay, so we show up to the steps of Brandy's home with her head on a stake, Captain Brandy. Which, like, I didn't really get it. I don't get, like, why is it Captain? Like, should she have, like, a pirate's hat on or something? I I have no idea, but Deandra wanted to go with the theme, and I guess we have to trust Deandra in this process. <laughs> it's like, we're celebrating your birthday by, like, acting as though we beheaded you. I know, and in one of the shots, the way that the, like, head was standing and, like, but right behind the head was Tiffany Moon. It almost looked like Tiffany Moon was holding a giant version of that head. Mm. <laughs> um, you'll have to go back and look. I, it really caught my eye yeah, for a second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brandy is partaking in the hijinks by bringing Bruin's potty training toilet onto the bus. Because, like, they might have to pee on the way. But it's like, stop at a McDonald's. Or, or just, like, Stop. I know. I've been on, we've been on like a party bus like that and we literally stopped at a McDonald's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Um, we got ice there in the Hamptons? uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the beginning of the trip. So you should remember. I was just too excited. (laughs) Okay. They, however, uh, had a, a little stripper pole that we did not have. And Jen Davis gave us her best Lana Del Rey. Uh, on SNL. On SNL striptease. Yeah. It's, I get it with that. It's like everyone's forcing you to like do mm. something you don't want to do. So, yeah. like, the only way you can get them to stop harassing you is to like at least attempt something. Yeah. And so, like, I, my heart is with my cousin Jen Davis. I like, I know we talked about it last weekend. I don't want to like be the dead horse, but like, it's almost awkward. Of, like, how much they're editing her out. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens? Like, just give her, like, the edit that, like, the friend of's on Atlanta have, which is, like, okay, we're acknowledging you're in the room. Like, we don't have to pretend like you don't exist. It's crazy because, like, in the stories they released, like, when the trailer came out and everything, she, like, got her own little section. What do you mean? Like, she got, like, in, like, the, like, Bravo story, she got, like, her headshot and, like, her little, like, blurb. Yeah. But I think so her blurb like, was literally like, this is Jen Davis. Right. But I mean, like, they at least <laughs> took a fucking headshot, which I don't think they ever did with Barbara Kay. Sure, sure, sure. 
Barbara Kay could have used that headshot for her campaign. Her graphic design for that mayoral race it's, is... It's her passion. Abhorrence. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay. I like... I don't like Carrie, and I didn't like her last season, and I don't like her this season, but I like that she's being such, like, a shit stirrer. Uh, I think this is where we disagree. Oh, okay. like she comes across as like too mean. I think I know, but like other, but I think we kind of need it. I guess, but it's like the, the person, the messenger just isn't right. Mm. It's like, it's like, okay. So a messenger who would be great for like delivering the message about like, Oh, I can't believe that the shots are warm on this bus. And this charcuterie board. Oh, Deandra didn't do this. You could never do this. (laughs) Right. That comes naturally to somebody like Kenya Moore. Mm-hmm. And I support Kenyan doing it. Okay. But like with Carrie, I'm like, ugh, there's not, I'm not rooting for your evilness here like I am with Kenya. I'm like thinking you're coming across as mean. I kind of am rooting for it just because like it's directed towards someone I don't particularly care for. Yeah, it's Laura Bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Yeah, so we're, like, at that winery. We're going to, like, try to steal Captain Brandy or something. Um, When they went into that, like, big room in that winery and they're sitting at that small table in the middle of it. Yeah. It just, like, it was kind of scary. It was, like, big uh, DC Housewives vibes. Yeah, a little bit, but also, like, um, airplane hangar vibes Mm. almost. Okay, okay. Like, Illuminati would have, like, their meal here before they all got in a private jet to go, like, fuck with the deep state or whatever oh they do. But you rem- you remember the, like, the scene I'm referring to from D.C.? Oh, the wine the winery yeah, yeah, um, yeah. scene? Of course. Yeah. I've, I'm a scholar of D.C. I know. We, well, we both are now. <laughs> um, did you see Megan McCain on Twitter calling on Andy to bring Real Housewives of D.C. back? Yeah. And kind of implying that she should be in it because she was saying that she now lives in... What's it called? The Beltway? Yeah, the Beltway. Which is weird because like she she kept saying how she won't join like New York or whatever for the longest time. Well, I bet she would do Housewives if it's like her, Essie Cup, uh Marjorie Taylor Green or whatever. Oh I'm just my kidding. God. <laughs> uh no, I think like she would do it if it's based around her. She's the Kyle. Like she doesn't want to come onto an existing franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's Dallas. Um, like, obviously, I would like we we touch on this every week. Like, the COVID stuff with them doesn't feel too bad because it feels like it's mostly just them hanging out. Yeah, and they did do that disclaimer at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the season, where Stephanie was like, "We're getting tested every day," yada yada yada. Yeah, but it's just like. There's so many other things to think about. I just don't think that like TV productions in general are really doing what we think they are doing. They they are doing, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, why don't we hop over to Orange County for the for part two of two reunion? The fact that they only got two parts. Wow. Were so sad. Iconic. Iconic. 
This was like the most miserable reunion of all time. <laughs> I know. Can I say something about the set? Okay. So I think that we've downgraded as far as like the setup of the set from New York. I thought when New York had its first COVID reunion, okay. I thought it was like so interesting and like the way they did the set wasn't like ideal, but I thought it was like funny that it was like literally like miles apart ranked and the person was so far. The last person was so far apart. Yeah. This one's like kind of boring and like a, just a semicircle. I want to go back to the New York model. Well, I think the Potomac was the most exciting that like theater in the round. Right. Yeah. But there, I think cause there's more of them. It felt more exciting. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. So we're picking up with the Bronwyn stuff. And just as a side note, we're going to discuss the, um, the reunion now, but in our Patreon bonus episode this week, we kind of did a deep dive onto Orange County as a franchise unto mm-hmm. itself, looking back at like the different eras of Orange County and errors <laughs> and errors. And I made that joke on the bonus episode. Wow. So that to look forward to. So proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it was a fun little chat, but with regards to the reunion, we are picking up with Bronwyn being exposed for offering Stella Stella a drug. Yeah. Um, we covered how it's not a great look for Bronwyn. Um, and I don't want to even like go down the road of defending her, that behavior. Cause like it's literally a child that she was doing this to, and she's not really defending herself either. She's just very apologetic. Yeah. And I don't like to compliment Shannon that much these days, Yeah, but I will say Shannon in the scene to me was pretty gracious as far as like, she saw how hurt Bronwyn was and how disappointed in herself Bronwyn Mm. was. And she like met that moment sure. and tried to be um, nice about it. Sure. Basically. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, on the other side of the coin, this m- episode might've been like my lowest moment for my love of Shannon Bedore of all time. Oh, wow. What's that? In terms of like when the conversation about Bronwyn's activism came up and like, Oh yes, 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 yes. And, yes. and Shannon saying like, well, I was raised to like not talk about politics, to not be a political person. I'm not a political person. I'm like, however old I am now. And I'm like, not going to change that about myself. And it, and it's like, that's the point, Yolanda. Like you have the choice as to whether like you can live what you believe to be a political existence or not. Right. It's, it's called privilege. <laughs> Shannon storms the door. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and they're all kind of like piling on to like Bronwyn being like, you like you're out there like posting your like um, professional photographs of this and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like there is a, a point to that in terms of like making it about yourself or like making it like an iconic fashion moment, blah, 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 blah. But, like, them saying, like, oh, we're, like, doing it behind the scenes. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, what scenes are you doing it behind? It's, like, it's – I don't agree necessarily with everything that Bronwyn has posted and done. Sure. I do think she has made a lot of it about herself, which is unfortunate. But I also do think that, like, like 
the visibility and to see like these kind of figures yes. who we follow that matters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like these other women, like show the receipts. If you've been doing work behind the scenes, what work have you been doing behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, Literally like show it, like tell us, show us because I haven't seen shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where like things kind of devolve into like the Kelly dot insanity. Uh, we, it's just like unwatchable. Yeah. She is. And like the, <laughs> it's like the doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling down. Like mm-hmm. this is aired and like she's standing by it. Yeah, I think, like, the only thing she's kind of apologized for was what she said to Andy about how her followers called him un-American or something like yeah. that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she'll double down on that again in some at some point. Uh, she definitely will when, like, she's fired, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of Elizabeth Vargas. Yeah, Elizabeth reveals that she's bisexual. Yeah, kind of just threw that out there. Um, but non-practicing. Which, it, that verbiage doesn't make sense yeah. at all. But yeah. everyone to their own, whatever. Yeah. Um, and talking about like the stuff about growing up, which is obviously very traumatic. It was interesting like how she was talking about like how she didn't want them or didn't think they would use that footage. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously they were going to, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, we're kind of checking in with Gina and the struggles and journey she's been on. I, I think the future is in G- the future of the show rests with Gina, which I can't believe I'm saying. That. <laughs> I know. Um, but they, it was like kind of really rude when they put up like the photos of her oh my God. former looks and she had to choose which ones she liked and didn't like. I did like how on Watch Women's Live she said how much she was feeling herself that day. I love that. I love that. She looked amazing. Yeah. It was an iconic fashion moment. Yeah, totally. What's interesting is like there was not really at all in this reunion a Emily Simpson moment. <laughs> I know, but like, what, what does she have to say? Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Sean? <sighs> when they brought Sean out by himself, all these, uh, all the other women were like trying to butter him up in such a weird way, even though he has said that he's like standing with Bronwyn. It was so weird and uncomfortable to me. I don't see why he did it. Either do I. Um, like no, there, my point is like there's there was not any of their men there. I know, and there wasn't a win for him there. If you know, if you know what that means, yeah. Like, I guess it's a win for Bronwyn because she's like showing how her life is like moving on and like changing and like, they're like a modern family, which is interesting and good. And I like that. They're like, they have a good relationship, especially cause they have seven kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shannon and Kelly being like, 
Saint John, he's so selfless. And it's like, <laughs> what are what are you trying to do with this? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's rough all around. That all like I felt so uncomfortable when Sean was out there. I know, and then like they complimented his fucking necklace on the way out. Yeah, and it's like you're still wearing those <laughs> proudly. <laughs> Did you wear? Was there ever a point in your life that you wore necklaces? I famously like don't even like a watch on me. Okay, like. We, Alex and I, like, went for, like, the ring, uh, like, the ring fitting and stuff ahead, mm-hmm. ahead of, like, what was supposed to be the wedding. And we, we realized recently we never even, like, finalized our rings. It's, oh, my God. It's just, like, sitting in purgatory right now. Um, wow. But, um, like, that was going to be a big step for me to like be wearing something all the time. Cause like, I don't mm-hmm. wear a watch. I don't wear like a, a ring, a ne- necklace, nothing. I just like, like to be free. Interesting. In high school, I wore, I went to American apparel, not American apparel, American Eagle in high school at mm-hmm. the Avenue. It's East Cobb, um, Georgia. And I think like they were doing like Irish stuff at one point. Mm-hmm. So they had like a necklace that was just, a four leaf clover on it. And oh. I'm famously Irish American. Wow. So I bought it and I, I wore that for a lot of high school. And what about, then, what about those like Irish rings with like the, the little crown on it and the heart, the no, heart I never, and the hands and the crown. No, I never did that. But then another thing in high school, a big thing was like dog tags mm-hmm. and you could go to the army Navy store and like get ones personalized. So me and my friends, went to the army Navy store and got ones personalized that I would wear all the time. I, I mean, I think like American Eagle, I like tried one of those like little leather wrist straps for like a five minutes. And I was like, Nope. Wow. That is gay. And I also like, I think I had a puka shell moment for like one summer. Interesting. I never did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like a stop on the gay journey. I, I think that was like, your generation <laughs> you better get the fuck out of here just kidding no but like like i think like probably like the three years mm-hmm. you were out before me or something like that. sure sure wow wow well, the greatest generation okay so that that's orange county let's head to um salt lake city which this might be my favorite episode of the the series thus far this episode was like so riveting but like also like frustrating okay why are you frustrated jen shaw yeah but like but also like she's the straw the straw that stirs the drink yeah but it's also like i was like oh my god there's no reasoning with this woman yeah i think like my thought process is like she got so entangled in like all the shit she's been stirring all along like trying to have like one solid alliance, but like fucking it all up by talking about everyone behind everyone's Mm -hmm. back. And she just like imploded at that reality. She got so emotional, baby. (laughs) But like Um, stirring Meredith Marks up, stirring Heather Gay up. Meredith Marks. 
Disengaging. <laughs> disengaging. I actually like, I know people are like frustrated by this behavior and her disengaging, but I think it's what makes her interesting. And like her like disengaging and just like wandering in that like dimly lit hotel lobby. And the, the camera crew following her. I actually really loved that. But also like it paid off when she finally engaged and then like during the powwow in the hotel room and then like with the mystic woman like mm-hmm. said what she had to say. Yes, of course. And I feel like Lisa Barlow is like an underappreciated player in the game. I think Lisa Barlow with this week's episode and kind of how she was in the middle of that fight in the restaurant when Heather and Whitney came in. Yeah. I think this is our turning point. I think this is like where the cast is actually like coming together and making sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I was, um, tweeting about this with, Oh my God. I, I'm trying to remember like who I was tweeting about this with last night. Um, like what's his name? Oh, if it was me, no, I was tweeting about this with (laughs) a disgraced twink on Twitter. Um, how like we are judging, we're judging this franchise against like other cities that have had years on the air. Like Mm -hmm. this is their, their first season. So like, you have to kind of judge them based on other first seasons. That's true. But before we get into that, can we ask why the twink is disgraced? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ask him. Um, Do I, fo- I don't think I follow him. I'm going to follow him and ask him. Yeah. I, what was the big moment that disgraced <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I, the, the hard part with the first season is like, what is the history? Exactly. And I feel like we kind of came into this franchise and it was a little more fully formed than others tend to be. And I think it's because as you had pointed out in the past, they may have filmed a bunch of stuff beforehand or like did a, did a pilot shoot or something like that. Yeah. So there, the history is interesting, but it's not fully there as we're seeing like someone's literally facetiming in yeah so it'll be interesting to see where they go but i feel like we're building something right yeah i mean like the joy of housewives is like referencing something from years earlier exactly like when when we had that clip that was never seen in the show but was in the trailer of dorinda screaming on the phone at john Mm -hmm. it's like that Mm -hmm. is the stuff that pays off with like time exactly tale as old as time um also, like, I was doing a little bit of research. The Whitney's vow renewal was filmed in November, and this is of, filmed at the tail end of, like, February. Okay. So it's only been a few months. But So but there was, like, the gap, I think. There was, like, that first chunk of footage before the holidays. Then they picked mm-hmm. up after the holidays. But then I think there was probably also, like, something in the summer – because they announced the franchise during BravoCon and Whitney's mm-hmm. thing would have happened like right around BravoCon. Yeah, so they must have been already like filming and testing people before they announced the show yeah. at BravoCon. So they knew like who was going to be on the cast at that point. So like that was like that scene of like Mary and Jen hanging out in the closet. It was mm-hmm. probably like over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Mary in the closet, I dare bravo to show us the other side of that facetime call of lisa barlow where she recorded that 
That was definitely filmed like last after week. lockdown <laughs> happened. All of these Mary FaceTiming into this trip stuff is like new footage that came like months after. Because we're definitely one thousand percent. Because we're only seeing Mary's point of view, and then the other person's on the phone. Hmm. I. I mean, you could see. You could see uh, Lisa Barlow like in the screen, but that could have been like anywhere. That's why I'm saying, show me. That's not show me. That's the hotel room. Bravo. Yeah, it's not. Also, can we talk about these hotel rooms and why they all had bathtubs right next to the bed? I've seen stuff like that before. I don't. But why? I don't love it, but I yeah, I agree. Are you supposed to be using that bathtub? <laughs> no, it's just a, an art installation, Brenda. <laughs> but like, if you use that bathtub. It'll get a little wet on the floor. Then all of a sudden, you're next to your bed. You can slip, fall, die, hit your head in the bathtub. I mean, I think there was tile like immediately around the bathtub. Like, it makes no sense. Uh, what also doesn't make sense is like the clown car of the Shaw Squad, like in Jen Shaw's hotel room. Are they all sleeping on the bed together yes, on the floor? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, didn't you like sleep on the floor during my birthday party in uh, Atlantic City? What happened was <laughs> we all were hanging out that first night after the Christina concert. Yeah. Um, we all hung out in the casino and then us gays went to the gay club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the gay bar. We were sitting outside in that circle with all those people yeah. and like I, probably singing the shallow song <laughs> over and over. Sure, sure. The women who I was staying with, including Jamie Missy, were, I think, went to bed early or did something yeah. different. So I arrived back at the hotel room. Yeah. Jamie was sleeping. We were sharing a bed. She was sleeping in the middle of the bed. <laughs> I didn't want to disturb her by, like, pushing her over. So I decided to sleep on the floor. I, know. I just, I love that story. And <laughs> hopefully Stuart, first assistant, took a page from your book. And, and Oh, yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Wow. Um. Like, it's interesting, present day, Heather and Jen seem to be kind of good, except, like, Jen was going after Heather last week over that, like, blind date stuff. Um, Like, present day, like, on Twitter.com. Yeah, on Twitter.com. In 2021. In 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been keeping, I don't keep up with Jen on Twitter. I only follow Heather, I think. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, going to, like... Going to the mis- the mystic was I don't even know if that's like her title. <laughs> I might just be like dreaming that up. Um but that was like I feel like that will go down in history as like a very memorable scene and visual. Yeah, I think that the Jen Shaw surprise bitch, I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Yeah. In like in general, where like first Heather has that realization yeah. that Jen's still Jen's still there, yeah. and then they walk into Mystic Pizza with uh, Jen in tow, and she's wearing. I will say with Jen, it's like her look from the Mystic was like a connection to her look from the previous night. Like I don't under like I. I really could not wrap my head around it. Like it almost like she was wearing a different outfit, but like the headband was the same print as her outfit from the night before. Like it felt that visual felt like you're waking up, like hungover, wearing the same thing the next day. It felt more like me to like a fashion show, a fashion show where like 
it's cohesive yeah. and there's different things. Yeah, yeah. There's different outfits. I don't know about fashion. Who cares? I'm not Evan Ross Gatz. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. I Whitney getting up and moving to the other side of the couch was so much fun. <laughs> Loved it. Meredith Marks revealing everything about like what's going on with Seth. I loved that little hotel like Powwow. gathering. Yeah. yeah. Um I felt a little sad for Lisa. Why? Oh, because she didn't she wasn't clued in. She wasn't clued in. Yeah. It would be like like if you and Alex broke up and you were having like SEX with other people on the side and you didn't tell me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and like they're like they've been friends for like 10 years it sounds sounds like i know yeah same with us it's 2021 oh my god didn't we become friends in 2011 yeah it sounds like it might be 10 years for us oh my god <laughs> a decade of daniel and brendan a decade of hits wow <laughs> um so yeah we're kind of like to be continuing at the mystic pizza location yeah one thing i wanted to mention you alluded to it in an earlier segment but lisa barlow Talking all the game about the racetrack, mm. but then when she's actually like on the racetrack, yeah. is not moving fast at all. I love that. But that was not this week. That was last week. But didn't no Whitney told us about it this week? Oh, she was relay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. She was relaying it to the other women, like as a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, can you believe it's the finale next week? Yeah. I mean, I could believe it, but it's just so sad to me. Like, that is the very last relic of pre-COVID times. That's really depressing, Dan. And Meredith Marks is, like, showing us a sign of things to come with that face mask moment. I know. Wild. Actually, I will say, the last relic is Drag Race UK. Okay. Where we will have half the season pre-COVID, and then the last half... Post-COVID. Well, I, from what I heard, uh, people tweeting uh, today was that next week is the last Drag Race UK pre-COVID episode. Oh, good. So now that's our last relic. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we get to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? The Freak of the Week, I mean, like, hey, <laughs> we, compla- hey. <laughs> we complained about it last week with Luann. It's continuing with Ramona. Ramona Singer according to page six spotted in St. Bart's amid Roni COVID production break <laughs> for fuck's sake, Ramona, <laughs> let's just finish the, the season. The thing about Ramona though, is that like the interesting part of the story is she's pretending to still be in New York. Okay, yeah. Let me, let me read that part. Okay. So, uh, production source, uh, sniffed of her trip. It's very stupid. Likely she'll have to quarantine a while when she gets back. It even appears that Singer might be trying to cover her tracks. The reality star has posted several pictures of herself in her New York City apartment to Instagram in the last couple of days, despite multiple insiders confirmed to page six on Tuesday she's actually sending herself on the island paradise. One source spotted her at La Petite Plage on Saturday night and has also seen her out and about several times over the past five days after she flew over the island to St. Martin. She's telling people on the island that she's keeping it a secret due to her contract with Bravo, yet she is taking pictures of people <laughs> on the island and flew on a public plane. Uh, Bravo insiders told us that the network won't have a problem with her jaunt so long as she follows CDC guidelines, which 
Seychelles have to quarantine for seven days after returning from the island because it's considered a high-risk destination. That's funny to me. Like, everywhere's a high risk. <laughs> Just stop. Also, when did when did guidelines go from 14 days to seven days? Uh, I remember going down to, like, somewhere between, like, the eight and ten range, but maybe we're down to seven now. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> maybe she can go to one of those hotel rooms where they send her food and she can, like, start a TikTok account about the food she gets. Yeah. Um, can we just finish the season? <laughs> I know. And did you hear that they were supposed to go to Lake Placid on their last trip, but now they're just going to go to Ramona's house in the Hamptons. Oh again. my God. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I mean, there'll be a lot of lower level jokes I get, which I guess, which will be fun. Yeah. But I feel like we've already been there this like season. Also, does Bershon have an apple? Does she have an apple? We must know. Um, Brendan, Who's our one true queen this week? Okay, so our one true queen, I came across this on Reddit that was posted to Twitter, which I think was posted originally to one of Rick Leventhal, who is Kelly Dodd's husband's daughter's Veronica, yeah. going on a um, a rant that is a bit of a subtweet, seemingly to her stepmom. Yeah. Um, this might be the daughter who once appeared on a boots in the ground segment on bitch sesh live. Yes, Do you remember yes, that? Yes. yes. Uh, her handle is not Topanga Cause she looks like Topanga. Yeah. Oh, can I tell you one thing just sure. real quick? Um, when I was like in fourth grade, you had to like kind of pick your celebrity crush mm. to pretend to like love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mine, mine was Topanga from boy meets. Boy. I mean, Topanga definitely would have been on my list as well. Yeah, I remember going to a sleepover party where there were boys who were pretending to kiss their pillows. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, they were. Okay, why don't we take a listen to what not Topanga had to say. I want to say something super quick that I've been thinking about the last couple of days. I don't think it's okay for people who say that they've experienced racism or prejudice to then turn around and inflict that same bigotry on other people. I don't think experience the privileges of whiteness and then turn around and deny that those privileges exist. I don't think that you can claim ownership on a culture or a nationality and then disallow privileges to those people, either through certain political perspectives or just subjugating them in other ways. And I don't think you can use your personal multiculturalism as a shield for people saying that you have biases. And finally, if you are going to make arguments about then you should have a basic understanding of the difference between race, ethnicity, and nationality. And that's it. Okay. So, I mean, like, yes. But I, like, I wish someone on OC had the, like, ability to formulate this response to Kelly, like, during the reunion. Also, do you think not Topanga is having these conversations directly with Kelly? I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. Um... I would see, it seems like she might not be like that. I mean, she might be close to their dad. That seems rude to like imply, but like, it seems like they probably don't talk about these types of things at family gatherings. I mean, I could imagine like she probably, it's it's a possibility she hasn't seen her since the wedding. Oh yeah. What a beautiful wedding. Do we know that she's been at the wedding? I'm pretty sure she was reporting live from the wedding. Oh good. (laughs) Which makes me think like, that's probably the last time we'll ever see Denise Richards. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's the last time we'll ever see not Topanga. Um, you know the thing. 
you know the thing with Trixie Mattel and that <laughs> Denise Richards quote? I've heard of it, but like, can you explain it? Does she just keep saying it? Is that the thing? So Trixie doesn't actually watch Housewives, <laughs> but I think her boyfriend does. And so she caught like the end of like one of the trailers where Lisa Rinna says, I bet you that's the last time we'll ever see Denise Richards again or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And so it became like a mental tick in Trixie's brain. <laughs> and then I listened to I listened to a podcast. She has a podcast with Katya yeah. where they like went on like a 15 minute thing about it. And they were cracking up <laughs> about how funny it was. And it was it was it was only funnier because neither of them had ever like watched Housewives. But it was like so funny to them. Well, I need to seek that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am in my house alone saying if I hear something in a commercial. Yeah. An ad, a jingle. I'm Wait, saying it over and over again. Tell me, tell me the one that you were saying the other day, because it's so funny. I would be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. I couldn't stop saying it. I'm doing the dishes. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. It works in so many different contexts. And it means nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, Their podcast is good. I mean, I hate to keep I on know, re- like, mentioning other podcasts. They're turning us off. Uh, speaking of other podcasts, tune into Ham, also known as Housewives and Me, uh, hosted by Irish the show Connor Bean who had a guest this week, very familiar to the Come Through Queen community, Evan Ross Katz, and it was a great conversation. I loved listening into them. Oh, yeah, so did I. It was great. Um, so, yeah, but other than that, head on over to comethroughqueen.com. <laughs> Check out our Patreon. As we mentioned, we had a fun pre-show talking about GameStop stocks, a promising young <laughs> woman, um, the song of Achilles, a lot going on there. As well as our bonus episode this week. <laughs> Those subjects that you just listed doesn't make it sound fun, no, but I, I, pr- I promise you No, it was. true lovers of, of Come Through Queen. We talked about GameStop and stocks. <laughs> <laughs> our bonus episode is talking about the state of Orange County, which is not a state. It's a county, but so be it. Um, yeah, and you can find links to Instagram, Twitter. Da, 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 da. Check it out. So like, comment, subscribe. Heart shall retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.